This is Channel 253 Sports. Hey, this is Garth Lager. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. Welcome to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. <laughs> hey! I am Tim Helton, your host, and I am here with the illustrious Steve Kettleson. Where can we find you, Steve? On the internet. Where else can we find you, Steve? Outside your bedroom window. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's not how I roll. Um, Welcome to the 39th episode of... Well, this is season two, episode 10, actually. It is April 30th, 2018. It is a Monday night. We're back to the regular rotation. Hallelujah. Monday. It just makes things easier for everybody, I I, I think, because you get a little midweek action. You get something to listen to, uh, hopefully on Wednesday morning. Yeah, we just want right? to get out before everybody else, so we, we sound do. smart. We do, and um, uh, the, especially this week, because there's a lot of hot takes out there, and a lot of people saying a lot of the same stuff, and hopefully we'll be able to put a little bit of uh, an interesting spin on it, or add a little depth to what's going on. First off, we're going to talk about the Sounders FC match versus LAFC, which all things, uh, <laughs> all things being equal, was not a terrible match. Hated yeah, it. we lost. But there are some really good stuff to celebrate. Uh, there's also some stuff to be a little bit worried about, especially in the context of Garth Lagerway's comments uh, on several platforms. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the second segment. Uh, and we're going to have Nate Bowling on to talk about that along with us. Uh, he is the one that brought the rum we're drinking tonight. So hallelujah. Thank you for that. Um, Nate's and- in studio, but he's sitting down grading papers, so mm-hmm. he's not going to join us till late. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to join us a little bit later. He's a, he's a real nice guy from Upper Left USA. Uh, he's got his Liverpool hoodie on. Um, man, he's, looks just, he's looking really good. It does look clean. His, his is that sneakers brand new? look good, too. Is that brand new? You should get that once they started winning. Oh. Once Mo Salah started. <laughs> once Mo Salah showed up, then Nate started. Mm-hmm. He, I learned what you'll never walk alone means from this guy. From this guy. It's the buddy so. system. <laughs> Always hold somebody's hand when you're crossing the street. Look both ways. <laughs> Look both ways. Never go to the bathroom by yourself. It's the buddy system. You never walk alone. All right, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, about Columbus form coming into May 5th. We'll bounce a little bit about maybe a little bit of S2 stuff, but not much. We talked a little bit about that on the last show. And then, of course, we have listener questions, and we're going to talk a little bit about home team stadium conduct in whatever they call that, Bank of America, Bank of California. Bunk. Bunk. I'm sorry. Bunk. Bunk. The California. The bunk. Uh, bunk. Bunk. B-U-N-K, bunk. See, now you've got me saying bunk. Bunk. Bunk of California Stadium in L.A., which was overall a really positive experience, except for 
some stuff that happened uh, around some homophobic chanting that we thought we kind of got rid of, but apparently it's still hanging around. So we're going to talk a little Noobs. bit about that and what kind of uh, you know response we might expect from MLS and LAFC and, and maybe even uh, clubs that are visiting down there at the bunk of California Stadium. So uh, at any rate, let's get right to it. Are you ready? Timbalaya. Are you ready for some football? Oh, man, I'm ready for some footy. So, overall, that game, positive, right? I mean, so who do we have starting up there? All right. There's like one or two choices that maybe everybody couldn't agree on. Starting lineup for your Seattle Sounders. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Frying goal. In the back four, Tolos, Venson, Kim Kihi, and Leardham. We'll talk about in a second. Kihi is back. Uh, so, uh, defensive mids, we have Roldan and Ozzy Alonso together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, offensive midfielders, Alex Roldan is on the left again. Dempsey in the middle, Ladero on right. And up top, one William Jefferson Bruin. William Jefferson Bruin? No is that really his really, middle name? No, no, just oh, okay. Me, everybody gets a different nickname. Everybody Clinton Revenue Dempsey. Clinton Revenue Dempsey, William Jefferson so, Bruin. We we come to, in the car I'm listening to the pregame and we find out that Chad uh-huh. Marshall still got like a neck stinger from Minnesota so he was out of the 18 he wasn't even the 18 and then Torres kind of pulled up with a hammy uh right before game time I think he tried to train and tried to do the warm up couldn't go through the warm up so now we are down to our um th- what third and fourth <laughs> center backs uh-huh. which were Svensson we know Svensson can can uh, can can play Center back, but we really like to have him with a, a, a comfortable yep. partner, whether it being Torres or Marshall. Marshall makes everybody look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kim Kihi, we hadn't seen him since uh, Chivas, and that didn't go well. So somebody pointed out uh, that I think Kim Kihi did really well in that match, especially for not knowing until the very last minute that he was he was gonna, he was going to be going to the prime time. Yeah, last time uh, last time I remember. Hmm, Chad Barrett got the uh, got the nod like when he was up in the in the press box having you know corn dogs and and Coca Cola like yo like, Chad you need to get down here he got down here like oh okay and then, I don't know if he sc- he might have even scored a goal that game but it's I don't know what the team is like I don't know how many they travel with and then they just like all right this is a projected eighteen mm-hmm. but y- you guys just keep your shoes and socks ready to go yeah oh yeah and then we'll get you in if uh, if need be so mm-hmm. uh, who knows if they knew that ahead of time they knew Chad wasn't going to be able to make it but. Um, uh, Torres was the last minute scratch. Torres was the last and minute scratch. And then did we end up uh, pulling a sub? Like, did we end up having three subs, or was that basically the first sub? Our 18, to, to in the 18, our substitution list was Meredith, <clears throat> Jordy Dellum, Jordan McCreary, Tony mm-hmm. Alfaro, Lamar Nagel, Magnus the Wolf, Ikram, and oh, Hadwala Abwana. I didn't even know he was there. He was in there, yep. So, uh, so how many subs did we actually make throughout the match? I think we used... My question is about a, a rule. Three. No, we used two. I'm guessing. No, three. We used three we subs. Used three. Okay. Um, so what was the question? So we were not penalized for the last minute sub to Torres for Torres. No, no. I think the way you deal is if you if you post your starting eleven and then you have to scratch someone, he cannot come into the match. Okay. My understanding. So he probably had so to be your scrubbed. eighteen becomes a seventeen. Yeah. At that point. Eh, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, maybe, maybe no. Maybe they just had to take him out and eliminate him. If 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 they post the starting lineup and then scratch him from it, I think he's just gone and can't come in. Okay. 
Okay. So, but whatever. Um, so we had 18. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go over there? Yeah, go over their roster real quick. <sighs> One Tyler Miller in mm-hmm. goal. Um, and that's... Uh, shoot, I, I'm looking at this upside down. Um, <laughs> back four, Betashore, Zimmerman, Simon, and Harvey. Um, Betashore had a pretty good game defensively. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know how many names K has, but he, he uh, uh, Mark Anthony K, and Phil Haber in attacking mid, oh defensive mid. That didn't make any sense. Those are the they also did a four two three one. Then uh, Omar Gaber, Rossi, Vela, and then Urenia on top. Um, Vela was everywhere too. Vela was definitely on the ground <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, this it's more or less the same. You know, it's the same group of guys that uh, that snuck a goal in against us here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe minus. Uh, no, that's fine. And, and Simon's new for them, right? He, well, every, newish, new, new to us. Everybody's fucking new to them. Well, I know, but I mean, well, yeah, I mean they they are filling up the roster. I, I think they had some serious holes in the roster, and we're bringing just anybody. They have yeah. three or four Sounders on their team with uh, Kovar. Available, not available mm-hmm. to play because he's on loan from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Lyon, uh, Tyler Miller, and then oh god, what's the what's the kid's name that we got from Montreal that never played? Was it Callum Alice? He was Callum Alice. I think he's also oh, with Malice. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, starting lineups, yada yada. Um, looking at our starting lineup, uh, we were talking about the back four. Mm-hmm. Um, Kihi's got to get minutes no matter what, yeah. and he definitely showed some promise out there. I think there was some kind of slightly dodgy clearances, but um, all, all in all, he was getting in. He was getting stuck in. He was breaking up attacks. He was just being a, a large body uh, in between the attacker and the goal, which is exactly what you want in a central defender, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing fancy. Just get in there and block and take up space and stay on your man. So from the goalkeeper's perspective, you, you feel like he did a, a pretty decent job throughout yeah. that. No, uh, for sure. For sure. There were a couple a defender. There were a couple of, of couple of touches. I thought maybe were a little soft, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, left us up, you know, I don't know if he gave any balls away, but it uh, looked a little shaky in the beginning and then, you know, whatever it, it whatever it was went away. He was solid. Turned um, on. He opening night jitters, man. I don't know if, yeah, last time we like I said, last time we saw him against Chivas, he was thrown in last minute to Chivas. Didn't you know? Who knows? He was on the roster for like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I he 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 and Tolo both had some knocks where I was like, oh crap, it's all it's coming, it's starting all over again. Who else do we have? So I don't know if uh, if that was just gamesmanship, him trying to slow the game down mm-hmm. because he came off the field with the trainer and then pretty much just got back on. I kept uh, speaking of of Nuhu, I kept yelling at the TV. Hey, go left, go left. Why are we not attacking from the left? And then just doing those simple crosses to to whomever might be lurking, like Dempsey uh, in the in the eighteen yard box. Like, w- w- why did it seem like we were? I don't know. Maybe it seemed like we like we were attacking down the right this. versus the left. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were attacking down the right versus the left, and that seemed to be where all the. Uh, defensive traffic was as well it seemed like there's just space for days and a simple field switch in on several instances really could have made that 
made that happen? Was Nuhu tired? Was he, did we make some choices that limited that ability? Cause I'm, I'm not a strong tactician, right? So yeah, Nuhu had a hell of a game, right? Uh, I, I saw him like, push up more than I was comfortable a with a lot more ball. Yeah. Well, but it's fu- but that's the thing. I mean, if you're if you're steadily attacking on that side and you have, well, we don't really have strong defenders or at least proven defenders at that point, that can be a very strong uh counter option for the team if we if uh if a uh inexperienced defender who's playing a speedy winger loses control of the ball, yeah. which is entirely possible, right? I would have much rather I would have much rather preferred we attack up the right. That I mean, yeah. we've got Was on the right. Better? We have Ladero, we have Leardom and Alonso, <clears throat> and I mean, you go up there, you're, you're good to go. You go up the left, you have you and you know, uh, Tolo and Alex, mm-hmm. and both of them are are not necessarily super confident right. with their. Uh, I mean. I I'm just asking because I want to know more. No, maybe Yolo had a coming out party. Like I learned my lesson. I promise not to do that ever again. And uh, I will I will track back and and not debutants ball not lace a, a shot into the nineteenth row. <laughs> so. I like that he takes chances. Um, well, so Buana takes chances too. Yeah, but he's also young. We need goals. So let's let's put these ki- let's put the puppies in after we're up three nothing. So speaking of puppies and uh, kind of guiding puppies along, I really for the first ten minutes or so really liked the kind of interplay and uh kind of seemed like they had the same mentality out uh, uh christian rolled on and uh our captain and yours um uh ozzy alonzo right like i said i really like that ozzy alonzo's bringing the honey badger out of out of christian rolled on yeah like and they were getting scrappy and scrappy and scrappy yeah. and then they both accumulated a yellow card each and i'm like mm, maybe we need to back off of that <laughs> Honey Badger one and Honey Badger two. That's right. What's what's almost it's as like dangerous the, as a Honey Badger? A cat in the hat. Like a who who else fights like cobras and crap? Um, cobras. No. <clears throat> who gets the best of a cobra? Is it the who Honey Badger? Who gets the best of a cobra? Uh, yeah, the like Honey Badger weasel, will eat or? the shit out of a cobra. Uh, he don't give a damn. That's what it says on the video. Thanks anyway. for the snack, stupid. <laughs> Look, I'm running backwards. <laughs> he also climbs trees. Honey badger don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, I, honestly, we did we did well. Ozzy, yeah, this worked, team, right? I mean, this team this, that we're the, playing, the LA. edges are rubbing off a little bit, and they're mm-hmm. starting to work like a machine. And there was a lot of just unlucky stuff, which I think. Uh, uh, we're certainly not the first people to say Zakawani said it, uh, Nico said it, who else? Uh, uh, Jeremiah O'Shan said, said what? it. What that, did they say? That basically, look, this is this was a pretty solid team defensively. It was pretty fantastic, except for that last, you know, minute of stoppage time where we had that uh, free kick gaff right from yes. Simon directly Hard swallow yes. through. Boom. Mr. Stefan Fry. We'll, we'll who, get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. But it was a, a pretty solid defensive match. How did the first half shape up for you, sir? Uh, fine. We were we were banging. Uh, first first three minutes, uh, ball goes down the left hand side. Mm-hmm. We get a cross off to the far post, and I don't know who muffs it, but uh, Leardom almost climbs a guy. Oh and yeah, heads it back across. It bounces. Dempsey uh, 
Dempsey gets a half volley, smacks it right on the ground, and it's going in. It's got to keep a beat, and somebody gets a toe on it and pushes mm-hmm. it wide, wider over the top, one of the two. So Tyler Mueller got beat there. He had a couple of really soft uh, balls in traffic that didn't, you know, didn't come out mm-hmm. with, uh, establish his authority. Right, right. right. Um, and there was a, a, a header that uh, that also got cleared off the line, I think, by Bettishore, mm-hmm. uh, beat Tyler Miller. So it was just going in. And, mm-hmm. and Svensson got a uh, what should have been a tap-in from from uh, the second half. Svensson had a uh, – he just – the ball was floating into the box for the keeper, mm-hmm. and he just decided he's going to go and challenge keeper. It's a 50-50. Yeah. And uh, I, I think Miller came down with it uh-huh. probably with, um, – you're missing oh, the illustration. Right. I think he came down with it in his hands uh-huh. and probably bounced it right off of uh-huh. Svensson's shoulder and or head. kind of squirted out. And then I think he was looking for some sort of a call mm-hmm. that never happened. Svensson had the ball around, his feet turned. Balls loose. And pushed a soft ball, a soft pass towards the goal line, and it got fished off. So I, I think that, and I think Simon also had a, a pretty significant last-second clearance where he was laying on the ground and uh, like kicked the ball while he was – from from his back. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we we uh, we we had it. We were we were bossing the game. They had a few chances, but they weren't nearly as threatening as I thought they would be in front of mm-hmm. their home crowd. So Tyler was not fantastic. He came back uh, down on it from his hind legs. I'm saying, <laughs> and uh, the the defense, Simon and Betashore, were really kind of sweeping things up. Yeah, uh, is my understanding. Yeah, I think Harvey came up with a, 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 a defensive play. That was probably the first one off of the Dempsey volley. Yeah, I'm not sure I've seen so many toe poke saves yeah, well, in in a in an MLS match. It was a very ML. It seemed like a very MLS match, if you want to call it that. Certainly wasn't pretty. Everything was pretty, but the game on the field, <laughs> the beautiful sky, the beautiful grass. Uh, yeah, everything was pretty, but the game. Okay, so as far as Current roster construction. All other arguments aside for now, because we're going to cover that in the in the second in the second segment around the window closing. Is this lineup a lineup that can win games regularly? Is this roster constructed such that they're better than average? Um, we need to score goals. I don't. I mean, right now we're a dog dry humping a pillow. It is not going in. It is not effective. <laughs> so, I, okay. So I, we're not scoring goals. It's not time to panic yet, but it's also well. It's not. No. 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 It's. 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 It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god, here we go again. Let's let's wait till the summer window and see how if we can just you know maybe play five hundred soccer, maybe get back to you know five hundred, get out of the out of the the, the cellar. Um, we have a team that can win some games, but we have to start now. Okay. We're not going to win MLS Cup with this. We're not going to no, make God the no. playoffs with this team. You don't think we'll make the playoffs with this team? I don't see it. I mean, we're only, what, five or six games in? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else has, th- you know, nine or ten games under the belt. But, you know, and uh, we are what are st- uh, who cares we're a better team on paper but we don't play on freaking paper we play on grass or turf and we're not <laughs> playing on grass or turf at this point you know you're as good as your last you're game not wrong and about this man our, our last game is like a, a 90 second minute oopsie daisy yep you know, did we go over goal. that goal no go over it um so if you're you're listening you already know the score foul free uh, there was a foul yep. uh outside the 18 
probably like 20, 30, eh, 25. And uh, I'd uh, 25 yards or so. So yeah. Fry puts up four men wall. Um, and Simon, why do we have a, our center back taking kicks? Well, because he can do what he did. <laughs> he he hit a, a just a, a driven knuckle, and uh, it went over the wall. You know, Svensson jumped at the you know jumped half heartedly. I don't think he ducked under the wall under the ball, but Urania was also following. He ducked. He physically ducked. So Fry was probably screened a tiny bit. This knuckleball's coming. He already went down to pick it up, you know, to, to save it. Because if that thing bounces, you're going to spill it out and somebody's going to get a tap in from the uh-huh. six. Right. But because it knuckled, he'd already gotten down and tried you to say cover. knuckle, it like just sank. It, no spin on the ball. Right. So it does whatever, you know, uh, uh, Timmy Wakefield just, just, just sits there and moves and floats. And you can't see this at home, kids, but I'm moving my hand around <laughs> like I'm trying to, you know, find a... Pitch uh, a baseball. Yeah, a light yep. bulb finds the hole, the socket. Um <laughs> So he gets down, he drops his knee so that he doesn't get nutmegged, it doesn't uh-huh. go through his legs, but because he's down, he can't, when the thing moves slightly to the right, mm-hmm. he can't move, He can't just pick up his leg, his, 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 all his weight and his momentum is down. So uh-huh. he's in the dirt, and it hits probably, I think it hits his forearms and just goes into the side net. Yep, scrooches right on in there. You know, if that thing had any spin on it, it would have been predictable, and he would have had a secure <sighs> save and a one-point for the for the for the team in green but yeah, it was heartbreaking yeah i mean I, I it sucks it absolutely sucks but you know he he has so much credit he he's oh yeah he still has never had to pay for a drink here in this town and he's a classy dude yeah and he's the first one he's the first one to say hey i screwed up i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh i'm going to face the media and not dodge it and hide from from any interviews but at the same time um Keepers are a rare breed. You have to live your life on the edge, knowing that any mistake you make is in the net. I, I always talk about the the offensive players can shank balls left and right. Say if, say if Michael Bradley, he's going to remember that moment. But offensive players can miss goals all day long, and you like whatever you you forget about that stuff. But the keeper makes one mistake, and it is sitting there behind you yeah. for the remainder of the game, just just reminding you like you fucked up. <laughs> so okay. So I'm going to reframe the uh, the the, the did I not answer question. Your question? No, 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 no. This is no, no, no. You did just fine. I'm going back to the thing we we talked about right. before. That game's over. The team that we have that played those 94 minutes that resulted in a loss because of a, an error mm-hmm. is that team as constructed working almost as well as it can be, and if not. What would you shift? What would you change? What would you substitute? Who is not getting minutes that should be? God, you know that's a tough. I, honestly, the, the, I'm gonna, I might have to back you know back up my uh, retract my my statement. Mm-hmm. I think this team as is can be mid table, make okay. the playoffs. All right, there's plenty of bad teams out there that we just have to play them two or three times and get some points from them. <laughs> but we need. We need, and I, this goes back to Dempsey. We need someone that can can provide more than just. A, a, Dempsey I mean, was playing a role though. This match, like I, at first, I'm like, statue? "Why aren't you moving? Why aren't you moving?" Oh, he's lurking for the poach balls that Tyler's going to squirt out between his legs, or or whatever, I or need for someone, an opportunist to cross, or he, whatever. But he, he wasn't until moving. the 92nd minute to play defense. He mm-hmm. was actually at the 18 and then picked a pass off and, yep. and, and whatever. 
but I need someone that's got a little bit more, me personally, I need someone mm-hmm. that's got a little bit more gas in the tank. Like, I don't know what his speed rating is on FIFA. It's probably a five or a six. <laughs> I don't out want of, the... Out of how many? I mean, he's, he's like the Barry Sanders <laughs> without the juking ability. He just gets, he can get brought down from behind. Those kids at home, uh, Barry Sanders was a, a Detroit Lion running back, huge thighs. He could shake you out and make you look ridiculous. Uh-huh. So I remember Barry Sanders. Yeah, no one else does because we're in our 40s. We're fogies, yeah. yes. Retire too soon. So as, as constructed, <laughs> we can win some games. We just need to be more potent offensively, but, and we're not scaring anybody. But what does that look like? What, I mean, when you say we need to be more potent well, offensively, t- what t- are we tactically not doing the kids to that get are the there, ball? The kids need to be a year older. The okay. veterans need to be a year younger. That's a really good take. So I, I, we need Alex to have a year of seasoning. We need Hadwal Buana mm-hmm. to have another year of seasoning where he's more confident in when to juke, when to pull the trigger, when to take the ball into the corner and wait for a rival. Uh, we, need, we need Tolo to have a better cross. I don't know what you guys train on, but if, you're gonna, if you want to be Joven Jones, you got to run down the field like Joven Jones. You got to play a ball in like Joven Jones. Uh, he's still a, a kid, but we need to. We need him. We need him to grow up without the other kids getting any older. If that makes any sense. <laughs> like we need. We need him to have a year worth of seasoning. You know, I just repeat myself, but we cannot get any more mileage on uh, Ozzy or Nico or Dempsey or Bruin. Those guys can't get. They can't get any older. That window is about to close. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break here on the Flounders B-Team podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, potential roster construction and some commentary by the front office this week. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm Steve, and uh, Tim Hamilton's in studio as well. And joining us for the second segment, and maybe beyond, our good friend, your friend and mine, Nate Bowling. If you're in fifth period, your test is now graded. Congratulations. I am disappointed. (laughs) But that's pretty much a constant state for you, because you always think people can do better, right? Indeed. Especially the Seattle Sounders. Especially the Seattle Sounders. Excellent segue, sir. Had to take out the red pen today. Yes. Okay. So um, we just finished talking a little bit about the roster as constructed right now and its capabilities and ability to sustain us through the season and beyond. Looks like there's some gaps. Looks like there's some uh, knowledge and abilities that uh, we've got some developing players needing to put together. And we also have some veteran players that are probably... Uh, approaching their the limit of their 
uh, utility as anchor players for the team. Is that a fair fair way to frame that? I am becoming a pessimist about the roster, more so than okay. other folks in the room. I have this kind of just crazy belief that your highest paid players should be your most impactful players. And if your highest paid players aren't your most impactful players, then why are they your highest paid players? And so if I look at the top of the Sounders roster, I see a 35-year-old Clint Dempsey who is the highest paid player on the team and who uh, has lost several steps. Uh, I see Nico Lodero, who's playing well, uh, but isn't having a lot of assists, which we look for for him because he is, we don't have uh-huh. any finishing. Uh, I see, and I, I'll, I'll own, like, I've just soured on Victor Rodriguez completely. Who? So, yeah, so what's the deal with him? I saw you kind of poking around today talking about his uh, his injury status or well, whatever so, that is. Well, injury schmindry. Like, the last time I saw Victor Rodriguez play, I was standing freezing my butt off in Toronto, uh-huh. and he was somewhere between ineffective and awful. And so, like, the thing for me is, is if you look at what Toronto did, Toronto – outperformed us in 20 in 2016 um, MLS Cup but we got a win on PKs uh, and then they went out and signed Victor Vasquez and like armed themselves uh, we went out and signed uh, Rodriguez but Rodriguez is not a Vasquez level player and right. like I'm not sure if it's and you know, mayhaps like he's a fine soccer player and this league isn't for him uh, but like I've he's has a couple of goals but I haven't been impressed by what I saw from him last year and we haven't seen him at all this year with this magical injury that he has that keeps going and going and going is it is it just supposed to be a hamstring well just 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 think about it like it happened in training camp and it's now like May basically and he's been in the 18 a couple times but if 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 your top if your top players and your tam attackers uh-huh. uh, aren't making an impact on the team then why are they your top paid players and tam attackers like wolf ikram apparently isn't better than alex rolled on so my question is why is la galaxy spending tam money on slot and effing ibrahimovic and we're spending on a guy that can't beat a rookie onto the field huh that's interesting and like i i don't mean to be like the negative person in the room about it but like <laughs> Like, I, I'm seeing some things that concern me about this team. Like uh, the um, so we don't have 2018 salary numbers yet, but we know that in 2008 we basically slipped to number seven in salary uh, behind Portland. We're spending literally half what Toronto was spending in 2018. You mean? Uh, I'm looking. 2017 last year. We don't have 18 numbers yet. You said in 2008. So oh, I was sorry, sorry, to sorry. Make that connection. sorry, sorry, sorry. In 2017. So like, <clears throat> thank you. We slipped to seventh and in, 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 in spending on salary. Uh, we're behind Portland and spending half as much as Toronto. Like this team has said repeatedly, they have world-class aspirations and, you know, world-class game to Seattle and champions aspirations uh-huh, and, and, uh-huh. and, but like, show me. <clears throat> so that's a, that's a really good framing for kind of our conversation here. Cause we have, we have a lot of expectations here about, like you said, champions league around us open cup about getting a berth somewhere, somehow uh, expecting some sort of hardware at least once a year. Um, which is, you know, probably not the most realistic goal as, as Seattle soccer supporters, but it's what we've come to expect. And it's what this, this front office, um, in its, uh, prior iterations has, has led us to believe that we deserve, um, we were talking, I just, I'm, everybody gives the front office the benefit of the doubt. 
but you show me a soccer team in this league or anywhere whose top five salary players have contributed basically nothing offensively. Like Ozzy to the side because his yep. job is an offense. Yep, yep. But like our top five salary players have, we're top four attacking players mm-hmm. and add Wolf in there instead, right? So he replaced Ozzy with Wolf. Our top five uh, attacking players based on salary have zero goals combined, have, have zero goals. Or put differently, all of our DPs combined have fewer goals than Lawrence Simon. Like, I think Garth Lagerway is a great GM and a fine fellow, uh, but there's some things in this roster that just aren't working. So what kind of a manager is Garth Lagerway? Is he the guy that's trying to make a um, sound... Uh, a sound team construction that is going to do very well in playoffs uh, or is he trying to be a money manager and try to be efficient with the dollars that he's spending and kind of key into, I think you, you brought in the, you brought up on the break, um, you know, uh, Adrian Haynauer a couple years ago said, Hey, I want to make this a revenue generating system, regardless of team performance. Yeah, the, the specific Hanauer quote, and it's from an episode of Nos Adiates, shouts to them, was I want to make sure this is an organization that is immune to wins and losses. And I know what he's trying to say there. And like, obviously, you want a team that can survive financially, mm-hmm. uh, but also that sounds to me like a recipe for the Seattle Mariners. And I, I'm, I don't want to be a season ticket holder for the Seattle Mariners of soccer. No, we're. Uh- ballers on a budget but what does that get us like so what does ballers on a budget get us and and so i understand i think we talked about this a little bit last week ballers on a budget gets us good youth development eventually it gets us mediocre open cup performances uh until the quarterfinals when we might start throwing some first team folks at it speaking of which uh dempsey should be eligible sometime this year (laughs) it's at least one more game i believe is the answer it's like one more game and then finally he can he can set foot on an open cup field again um that's from red card wedding the answer to your question is if everything goes right ballers on a budget gets you into the playoffs Uh uh-huh and if you face a depleted houston uh, right. It gets you into MLS Cup. Right. A depleted Houston because they're also in an open cup run and no, they're also they two in red an international cards. championship yeah. or we they have two red men, cards. Two times. Well, ballers on a budget just means you have two shiny rims, but you have to keep cruising down one side of the road because the left side of your car, <laughs> the rims are ugly as F. The right side, they're looking good. Right. From the sidewalk, they look yeah. great. No, yeah, exactly. But, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like, you're not wrong. Ballers on a budget. If you if everything goes right, you can put together a really good run. But if everything goes wrong and you have injuries, you're in dead buck naked last place, mm-hmm. 13 points back with four goals scored. And no depth and no opportunity to kind of switch things up. Every opportunity you have to switch, switch things up gives your uh, second tier players some great opportunities to make some really good impacts on the game and get some minutes and get some experience that will feed you in future years, but not – now we talked last week that we need to bridge we need to still win while we're bringing the kids up right now i think it's trendy to find that that diamond in the rough that undiscovered whomever (sighs) is playing in antarctica i was gonna say southeast antarctica but it's all south 
try to find that Victor Rodriguez, that Spaniard that can play, but he keeps getting uh, put on these relegated teams. Okay. So we're trying to find the 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 next whatever, but at a discount. So Garth today said We're the that grocery outlet <laughs> bargain market of MLS soccer. Shop us first. Get more. Fucking dented cans of corn. <laughs> if you were a dented can of corn, which player would you be? So Garth today uh, had a couple of quotes. Uh, one, um, uh, again, Nosarietis put uh, uh, an article out on uh, Sounder at Heart is actually Jeremiah O'Shan uh, covering his Garth interview that's going to be on the podcast a little bit later this week. Uh, his podcast, Sound uh, uh, Nosarietis. <clears throat> and also Colin Lamont, Chambery, Seattle, uh, had some other quotes that he had uh, scrounged up from different sources throughout the, the internets. And every indication is uh, the quotes are around the around this, the, the transfer window that's going to close on, I think, Thursday, Friday. By the time this thing the airs. The 5th. Uh, before the game on the 6th. And... Uh, Definitely not before this thing airs, but thank you. Uh, there is no indication that we're going to fill this transfer window. There is no sense of urgency that we're going to fill this transfer window because, quote, uh, or uh, paraphrase, he's not responsible for managing this team for a single transfer window. He's responsible for managing this team for the long haul and building a long-lasting legacy. To which my friend Tim Hamilton said, it's been four fucking transfer windows, and what do we got? I'd say at least three. At least three. I mean, if you uh -huh. look back, okay, we lost Oba in, was it 16? Start of 16? Yep. Like d two days before the start. And whatever. by the way, nobody's fault. Not nope. Garth's fault. Yeah. Just, no, no. It happens. It happens. It's not his, but we, we did not have any answer for it. We didn't fill that hole. Shit, we probably still haven't filled that hole. But I don't want, I, I might, whatever we do this summer, Needs to affect the beginning of nineteen. Yep. I'm not saying this. This is far from over. Yep. But let's stop digging. Let's start. Let's start uh, on a positive where we can have a full roster and guys can start. If we get Champions League, we're not still plugging holes with with you know freaking bargain ballers. Well, let's say we can pick somebody up mid July that has killed their World Cup run. Right. Um, who have we? I guess in the prior transfer windows, what acquisitions have we made that have made a significant difference on the performance of this team? Summertime transfers were well, not even some, just over the past number of windows since no. since uh, uh, since Ziggy left the team, who have we who have we acquired that Ladero. has made a significant? We Ladero got Vic was... Rod, no difference. When did we pick up Victor Rodriguez? Uh, probably last was season. That, okay, was that it was the summer transfer one. Logger way. Okay, uh, Leardom. Leardom is fine as long as he doesn't slap anybody. I, I, I'll go one step further. I think Leardom's a, a solid, solid acquisition when he's healthy. And I complained about he's us fine. spending Tam money on a right back, and I was wrong. I was very, I'm very happy with Kelvin Leardom's performances uh, the past couple times. He's he's working hard. He's distributing balls. He's making very good um, tactical decisions about around when he can actually be an attacker. He's a his smart veteran. He's there. super confident and yeah. and. It, as long as he doesn't slap anybody. <laughs> yep. So he, he he's. I mean, we got Svensson. We got Svensson. What we're we're, we're, Svensson sh we're shopping was a China. Fantastic. Well, for right. the hand me downs like freaking Marshall. Svensson is great. Even shits. 
did not work out. Was that a was that a Ziggy acquisition? I think that might have been a that summer, was, a couple summers ago, like 2015. No, okay. even shits brought in uh, Torres. Uh huh. Sorry, even shits. Sorry, Garth brought in Torres, Valdez, even shits. Okay, Valdez. Eh. Well, but here's well, the thing: it, it yeah. worked out for the cup <laughs> in no, 16. Yeah. This is where the ballers on a budget thing right. gets you: is that okay? You can't afford to miss. Right. And so when Jordan Morris goes down, mm-hmm. now your striker death is Will Bruin, who's uh-huh. a perfectly serviceable, uh, not especially impressive MLS forward. And then Lamar Nagel, who's a veteran role player who I enjoy, but isn't going to win anybody in championships. And so far, as far as Loggerway acquisitions, we're batting about what, 450? Right? I mean, it's not, we're not. It's not a, a consistent performance in the selection of these effective players. I'm 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 incredibly negative about Rodriguez, and I'll own that. I'm uh-huh. I, 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 I'm I'm I've soured on him completely. Well, you mentioned the the, the coverage that came out today. Some of these quotes from uh, from Colin Lamont, uh-huh. uh, credit to Garth, to Garth Lagerway, uh, to me, make my ears perk up and go, wait a mm-hmm. second. So, if I may, yeah, please. For us, we have to be efficient. I think the days of Seattle being the biggest spender in the league are probably behind us. And by the way, I think it's a good thing. It's a thing. Well, so, so he continues. Right. He continues. If you're running MLS, you want uh, you want to be big in LA. You want to be big in New York. You want to be big in Toronto. Uh, you want to be big in Atlanta. You want to be big in those major markets. So his point of view in that quote to me <sighs> is is that us being the top spending, not being the top spending team, is good for the league but for the benefit of the league you want the big spending and <laughs> you aren't the gm of the league you're the gm right. of the gd seattle sounders and th- this is my issue is essentially what how i read this is is that arthur blank has more money than adrian hanauer and roth uh, the qataris or yep. whoever owns nycfc has more money than adrian hanauer and roth uh Maple Leaf Sports has more money than yep. Hanauer and Roth. Yep. We're seventh in salary, which means that Hank Paulson and his son Merritt, ironically named, have more money than <laughs> Hanauer and Roth, and that we need to be comfortable with the fact that like that's our new reality, even though we've talked about having world-class aspirations, even though we have uh, the best, well, now second best attended uh, st- uh, team in the league. And like if that's the new reality and we're going to be lowering expectations, like I'm not sure I'm here for that. So are we Tottenham or Liverpool? Everton. Everton. Like essentially, like this is the like where this is Everton. We're Southampton. Well, and and, and this is somebody out there is going like Nate's being alarmist again, but like well, no, I this I'm here there's for a this. clear pattern. There's this team has spent a decade talking pattern. about world class aspirations and and four years f- continually not meeting them. Right? I you, mean, uh, can I read some more quotes? Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, wait. But Nate, there's more. (laughs) Seattle, honestly, we're allowed to punch above our weight because of our fan base. Our fans are incredible, have been from day one. And they kind of launched this franchise out of a cannon and gave them a good running start. Allowed to punch above our our weight, not expected to punch above our weight. Look, the landscape is changing. It forces us to be more efficient with some decisions, a little more strategic. And again, that's a good thing. Look, that's what makes my job fun. I thought winning soccer games made your, your job fun. I don't know. Like those quotes speak volumes to me uh-huh. about lowering expect. So so if the Clint Dempsey, if the Clint, if if 
the Clint Dempsey signing was going to happen right now, we would not be in line to sign Clint Dempsey. We would be no, probably not. We are now in the Columbus Crew, FC Dallas, New England Revolution, Philadelphia. I see New England one hundred percent. Like we are in an in an NFL stadium and not willing to spend NFL dollars. And by the way, somebody out there is like, well, you only feel this way we're, we're in last place. You're damn right. Like, we're in last place. Like, we are in dead buck naked last place, 13 points back. Um, and I, we, and we're healthy now, and we're not scoring much more than we were not healthy. They're, 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 you know, like we talked about in the first segment, there's some evidence that we can resolve some of that, but there's not a sustained pattern of any kind of effective performance on the field, effective performance in the locker room, effective performance by leadership to try to dig us out of this. All we're getting as fans is mealy mouthed bullshit. Well, this can, is, I, can I say that? This isn't mealy mouth. This is pretty straightforward. Like it's, this is lower your expectations. We're not going to be one of the big spenders. We're going to try to do the best on our budget that we're imposing on ourselves. Looking at but why are enough. we? But with no real explanation as to why we're gonna, why we're limiting our budget in that way. Return on investment. That's that's typical business where you splash the cash early, you get everybody hooked, you get everything. You know, in my business, and then you jack you, up the beer prices. You get everybody. Uh, you get your distribution everywhere, and then uh, you get market penetration. Yeah, and then you. <laughs> What are we doing? What's happening here? He's reaching for the rum for me. Honestly. Oh yeah, there you go. You get your distribution, and then you stop spending money, and then you let the sit, the bottles just come off the shelf, and you sell it. Okay. I'm not saying this team's going to sell, but you want to return on your investment right now. You don't restock as heavily after the July. They're 4th already weekend. established. Why should we have to work any harder? See, don't run this. The sports. You you only say it's yes. a business when it's you have to business. break somebody's heart. Yes, that's well, absolutely true. And it is a business, but it's a business on the money back. backs of the fans. And ownership's it's a not business stupid. Business yep. on the backs of the people that are paying season ticket holder prices that are going up every single year, unless you're lucky and you got a legacy seat in 09. I did, and they're still going up. And they still go up a little. And what? <sighs> ownership's not stupid. And they can do the math and realize that. So, the, so I bought into the thing that you're never going to sign a DP the year before the World Cup, and I was like, okay, fine. It's but a, wait, it's good reasoning. Oh, but but wait, a whole bunch of countries aren't going to the World Cup, and those players are available. Right. Thing and we one. never did that show. Sorry, say, say sorry about that. I'm no, sorry. You're fine. But the other thing is, is that the ownership group realizes that if you sign a DP player in the summer window, you only have to pay them a half season salary. But everybody in the fans are there for the whole season. But if we remain in last place or close to it until that transfer window, that's a lot of pressure on a team that's already kind of browbeaten, already kind of morale is dying because we're not doing well. Notionally, I'm sure we're fine in the locker room. Everybody's feeling energetic. But in mid-July, that changes if we drop another four or five matches. No, right? You, this, this cycle, you know, rinse and repeat. This... Every every year, you know, so we've sixteen. We did it. We were in the basement. We signed a cup. Well, we got Torres back well, we had from injury. We had Ladero. Like we 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 yeah. never had a beginning like, of the season slump like we've we've got here. Have yeah, we? We were, we were on suicide watch. 
2016. Well, and, and so so Steve Zakawani is way smarter than me yeah. about this. And Zakawani has said, like, look at the injuries. When the team gets healthier, they'll be better. The team is healthier. They're better. They're not losing every game. Now they're losing most of the games. <laughs> right. Okay, we're, we're still not scoring, but we're, we're not we're, leaking goals. We're, we're still not scoring. Like, we've been swept by an expansion team who's held us goalless over 180 minutes of soccer home uh-huh. and away. Like, that, that's unacceptable. One was our first match of the season. It was their first match ever. And the the last one was their home match in their stadium, which, honestly, we should probably, under all normal circumstances, expect to, to maybe drop some points on that one. This is a fine result. So the result of the LAFC game is not outrage worthy if, on its own. If you frame it, right. But if you in just the frame context it put it in the museum. of the run. It's awful. No. It's not a it's not a it's not an acceptable result. I would agree. All the individual sins can be forgiven. The body of work cannot be. That's where I'm at with it. And so Garth Lagerway, if you're listening, we love you. We're we're really glad you're the skipper uh for this uh for this uh for the management of this team. Uh we really need you to pull it out and figure it out. We and need, if need, you don't get something pretty amazing in the summer window, since you've totally forgone the spring window, there's going to be a vote, brother. Well, and, 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 no, <laughs> we got it's Kim Kihi. No, so no. Let's be dead serious about this like, right now. There will be a vote. Let's be dead serious about this right now. Is that Garth Lagerway <laughs> is a is a very very smart soccer mind? The question is: Is am I as a supporter? Did I sign up? to root for a team that is going to be middle of the road on salary and have to hit on every signing, knowing that as the league is growing, that the high salary teams are out. Like there's a reason why Toronto has been to back to back MLS cups and has outperformed uh, the team. They played us both times in both of them. They have the highest salary in the league and they're spending their money. Well, so Nate, you play craps, right? Uh, From time to time. You don't play craps the way I play craps. That is correct. Six, eight, Hard six, hard eight. Right. Occasionally in the field. I like I like to I like to try to load the bases. And I try to do that with the house's money. What happens when you load the bases and you get three or four numbers up and then a seven gets rolled? Uh, you lose everything, Steve. You lose everything. So you've got to go on a pretty like the the numbers gotta keep coming on a pretty good rotation and like the shooter's gotta be on a pretty good roll to actually make any money off this proposition, right? And you can make a lot of money off this proposition. That's MLS Cup 2016. We had the bases loaded. We figured it out. We had a coach. We had energy. We had momentum. We temporarily fixed the locker room stuff. Up 1500 bucks in three hours. Woo! All right. You can't do that every time. You can't expect that result every time. And you can't expect all the pieces to fall into place in exactly that way or even similarly to that way when you have so much against you. House wins. I'll just say this, and just keeping it real, this certainly has to be Clinton Dempsey's last year in Seattle. And I'm actually excited to see how Garth Lagerway spends Clinton Dempsey's $5 million in salary next season, assuming we spend that money. Looking back at the 2017 numbers, when we took a step... earnings. So in the 2017 numbers, uh, salary numbers, we took a step back uh, in pay because Dempsey took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. And so essentially we did not reinvest uh, the money we weren't paying Dempsey. 
my sincere hope is, is that when Clint Dempsey is gone next year, that we take that $5 million we're spending on Dempsey and spend that better on younger players who, please, Tim, go ahead. I think we should take that $5 million and sign one Dave Tenney, sign him back from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> uh, just, hey, Tim, for the that record. That took me a minute. Sorry, guy. For the record, Tim, who's Dave Tenney? Uh, the, uh, he, he was the physio until this year. Yeah. 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 So go out and sign. As soon as he left. Yeah, go out and sign five hamstrings. Oh, my God. Oh my god! And I, I, this is why I wanted to be on the side. Like I feel like I'm a doom merchant on this, but like I'm so I'm not here's, satisfied. No, you've here's, been positive. Here's the here's the other element of that. Right? They were going to sign Malia. Was that his name? Depends what if you believe Nichols reports. Who was that? Uh, well, the guy that was actually uh, practicing. Oh, that with guy, the yeah. squad yeah, yeah. on oh. loan. He was actually a free agent. Yeah, he wasn't the signed one that anywhere. The one that pulled another Andy. Spaniard. Yeah, what was his name? He was Spanish. I don't know. He yeah, was a, something, something. Yeah, he was here. But and then we also got a, a bunch of. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we we had a lot of people uh, touring the facility. We just couldn't close the deal. Like the numbers weren't right. Which yeah. means they they weren't willing to pay what the they transfer fee to take was, whatever it was, and we're not getting any help from. I and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's the. We're not getting what he's saying. Payday loans from the so, league anymore? Exactly. No, that's exactly right. We're not getting magic money from the league anymore. If we get a big Dempsey type signing, we're not going to get a subsidy. There are not going to be any any rule changes for Seattle, who's no longer a growing market. We're kind of a capped out market, right? And so the league's priorities are changing, and maybe that's what Garth Lagerway is actually signaling here. I'd love to hear Mickey Turner's take on this. I'd love to hear what no, you, you have a take. That's exactly what Lagerway's saying. Yeah. Lagerway's saying, Lagerway's saying, temper your expectations, lower expectations, but know that I'm the smartest guy to making choices with less money. And so the value proposition. Have faith in me. Yep. So the question is, is that what you signed up for? And if you signed up for that, and you're okay with that, then well, great. And if you're not, then like it's, it may not be what we signed up for, but it's definitely what we're going to be getting. And I'm not leaving the club. I'm not leaving support of the Sounders. So we get what we get. We don't throw a fit. But no, we're throwing a fucking fit. We'll throw a fit. Well, so I, no, I'm not leaving the club per as se. As soon as we lose to Timbers twice this year. That oh, shit ain't going down. Know. So, so thing one, I'm not leaving the club per se, but, right? But my, the amount of money that I invest in away travel and that I invest in season tickets for S one and S two, uh-huh. uh huh. That's a choice that I make, and that's not something that the, that's the, the the club is not entitled to that. Yep. Right. Uh, and thing two, uh, we're gonna lose in Portland next month. I don't know. Like no, we're gonna lose in Portland. Just, but it's the throwaway game. We always lose in Portland. It's a throwaway game. Like when I say we're gonna lose in Portland, isn't like oh doom. Like we always lose in Portland. Four four was the craps run. <laughs> that was a great game, by the way. <laughs> okay, fine. That we, was we always the lose in Portland when we to. don't go. When we go, we get draws. That's fair. I'll shut up. No. <laughs> that I was just, a great I, match, though. I just want the team to have a full roster starting next year, so that we don't have to have these conversations. I hear you. I'm here for this. Good. I'm here for headphones working. Yeah, no, I, I'm just tamping them in because they get a little loose. They get a little loose. It's not like the fancy cans like my boy uh, uh, Nate over there is wearing. These are definitely from like the electronic store in the airport. Oh yeah, but it says Sony. They're Sony's. Stop it. I'm no. sure they're good it's, little monitor. You didn't. That's an A. It's Sony. 
Oh, yeah. It's like Scooney. Sonia. Sonia. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, are so, we ready to put this part, uh, the segment I to bed? I think we are ready to put the segment to bed. Uh, do we know anything about Columbus? Let's talk a little bit about the Columbus lineup. Four Nate's wins. done a little bit of research for us this afternoon. They're, they're on four wins. Three losses, two ties, maybe? They're currently in fifth place in the East. East has one so solid player. middle of the They're of the table. Yeah. Uh, but the East is a little more a little more solid this year than the West. Are yeah. they not? Uh, yeah, for which, sure. For which, sure. Honestly, that I, that's going to bode well for somebody because they're going to be beating up on each other, mm-hmm. and and uh, we could possibly sneak in with a subpar season. So I'll say this: over their last four games, they have a loss at Chicago, a loss at uh, against DC a draw against New England, and a win against San Jose. And so, not great for him. Chicago cannot catch a break, by the way, just as an aside. Bastian Schweinsteiger, center back, is so uh-huh. strange to me. Uh, so they're on a, they're not in the best form. Uh, Jossie Zardes is uh, Matt Doyle's pick to win the Golden Boot, and he's playing very well for them uh, up top. Uh, they have the whole ownership thing going on with a move to Austin, which I think is a big distraction for the team. Not San Antonio. Austin. Uh, this is a team whom we should beat at home uh, and would probably lose to on the road. So, Cinco de Mayo. Be there, be square. I'm going to try to make it this week. I'm going to try to make it with my, my leg. It's actually a kind of sweet double header. I know a lot of folks are doing the Sounders on Saturday uh-huh. and, and then S2, S2 on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a busy weekend for sure. The double. And we'll be doing the double header, I think, cool. uh, Sarah and I. So hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah? Yes. Not okay. on Saturday. I got yeah, daddy I won't duty. see you, buddy. But I'll see you on Sunday? I somehow promised my tickets <clears throat> to somebody, and I forgot all about it. So Okay. I had to give them. Well, I, my, yeah, my wife said For town, Sunday, so. too? For Saturday. Okay. Sunday, you have my tickets. <laughs> oh, I got to give them to you. They're upstairs. Yep. I'll yeah. give them to you. Damn. So, at any rate, uh, so we'll be there Sunday. We'll have to harass uh, Casey, and we'll try to set a date before we talk to him on Sunday about when we're going to do Flounder's B-Team live at the R-Bar in the Power Hour. Can you dig it? Come and say hi. Absolutely. There'll be two of us At there. some point. We'll be there. We're not going to be there like that next week, but sometime June or July, you'll see us up there, I think. I can dig it. Can you dig it? I can dig it with a shovel, bitch. So Columbus is looking pretty good. We're going to go ahead and wrap this segment up, and then we're going to go into listener questions, and we're going to have a very special conversation. About Putos. About name-calling. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh-huh, I got words. Thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We're in studio with Tim Hamilton, Nate Bowling, and I, of course, am Steve Kettleson. Hey, you can find all our podcasts uh, on the Channel 253 network at channel253.com. Check it out. Nate Bowling is the star of one of those shows, at least. One might be a mystery. I'm not sure. But the Nerd Farmer Podcast. Can you talk a little bit about what's coming up on your show? Yeah. Um, on April 7th, we're going to drop an episode with Casey Catherwood. May 7th? I, why, why can't I get dates right? I don't know, brother. 
Anyway, so Casey, a frequent guest on this show, mm-hmm. and then also Aaron, the president of the uh, Rainiers in S2. Excellent. And we talk a lot about what it's like operating a minor league uh, sports empire kind of down in the South Sound. Uh, there's some rumors about the stadium that he's going to kind of let go. Uh, and also we talked about the rebrand, and I kind of put my finger on the scale for what I want. Which was? Oh, you're going to have to tune in. Hey. Hey. What else has been going on in your world, man? Man, nothing. I just I'm I'm Teaching excited for travel. This, yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. Like I I was watching the game yesterday, and uh, woof, LAFC. Like, uh, so I want to talk ahead, about man. the beginning of this yeah. of the match because they came on the they came on and when they decided to do the opening national anthem as sung by the LAFC supporters, my first response was. That's a fucking baller move. Like, if you're going to get your players... And you saw the faces of the of the Sounders players on the field, and they're like, wow, this is legit. But but we've seen that before. Like, the first Portland game they did it in 2010. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still but since LA did it, move. they're the first. Well, but how many how many did they sell in that stadium? It's probably the same size, 20,000. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Plus or minus five. Either way, whatever. All right. Well, I don't know. So... Later in the game, when we are doing things like throw-ins, free kicks, and what else, we're hearing a lot of the puto chant, yeah. which is problematic. Why is that problematic? Well, depending on your translation, uh, puto is somewhere between faggot and bitch. And like, it's just not a good look. It's just not a good look. It's just not a good look. I, I, I'm trying to imagine... Like folks want to just folks want to justify this and like talk about being cultural, or whatever. Like I don't care if it's cultural. I went off on a rant online uh, this weekend about an Asian restaurant that opened up called Yellow Fever because they're trying to right. And somebody's like, "Well, it's owned by Asian people." Like I, I don't care. Like I, I don't care. I'm not going to open up inward noodles and macaroni place and be like, "Well, I'm black." What? And I wouldn't tolerate an Eastern European team uh, yelling whatever the equivalent is in like a anti-black slur. And like, it's just a bad look. And here's the thing. You know the incident is bad when I'm agreeing with Alexi Lawless. <laughs> and Alexi Lawless ah. said on the broadcast, uh, brand new stadium, same awful chant. Yep. And Alexi, I salute you. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. We moved from the puto chant to you suck asshole. And then from then, we just pretty much killed it. Well, the league... And the Sounders, at the very least, I think this was pretty much a league-driven effort to get rid of the YSA chant, right? Like, you saw it on the billboards, please don't do the YSA chant, you'll be removed from the stadium, and and all that. And they they put forth a great amount of effort to make that happen. And as I understand it, this was not driven uh, from all the, all the, the chatter I've seen on the Twitters and online and articles and people talking. This was not a situation that was driven by the supporters group. Uh, down in LA, LA 2353, is that what they call themselves? No. Something like that. No, but keep going. 32, All right. 80, 30, 30, 37, 45. What's your pin number? 24, 7, 365. <laughs> 24, 7, 365. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you pick up any credit card in LA, you're about to, you know the pin number. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Jackpot. Yeah. Um, so. It's problematic for 
Seattle fans, I think, uh, going down there and and having that kind of a uh, uh, that kind of an environment. And it's just it's you're you're trying to be careful. It's just I, whack. It's, it's fucking it's, bullshit. Thank you. No, and and I've said as much. And there are people in my thread talking about well if. If we didn't make such a big deal out of it, they wouldn't actually do it, and then it wouldn't matter. No, I'm like, fuck it. you. No, they're going to do it regardless. They're going to do it just like everybody does everything until somebody tells them it's not the right fucking thing to do and helps them internalize and understand why it's problematic. Here's the thing. And that's what we can do. There's also we a slippery slope. There's a slippery slope here, right? Because like I, I was saying off air, like the, if the league really wants to stop the chant... They should lay down the edict that if that chant is heard, then unlike and, and uh, then then we're going to deduct, deduct points or whatever. Uh, but that's a slippery slope to like the league trying to silence ECS from dropping f bombs, right? Right. That's that's the issue. Is this has to be that the answer can't come from the league. The answer has to come from the fan base, and the answer has to be within supporter culture. Supporter culture. So what does that look like in supporter culture? It looks like the same way it looks with like the okay. So I'll own this. Does I'm a, it look like? No, I, I'm 38 years old. Tifos. I'm, I'm 30 years old, uh-huh. and I when I was younger, I used to say, that, "Oh, that's so gay," or, uh-huh. th- or call things retarded. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm now better than that. Mm-hmm. I've been taught better and told better, mm-hmm. and it takes the same thing. I get drunk and stupid shit flies out all the time. Yeah. Every Monday night. <laughs> Sometimes on Wednesday. <laughs> no, but, but try, try the real. Try the real. We'll be here all week. But that's that's the work ahead. And you, you mentioned TIFOs. Like Portland uh, just did an amazing, an amazing TIFO. Yeah. Uh, it was basically their, uh, what was it? The anti So they did a TIFO that covered the entire Oh, that Army. was a fucking fantastic TIFO. The anti-racist social club. Yep. And if that's what needs to happen, that every time the LAFC and Dallas show up places that supporters have uh, TIFO decrying that behavior, then that will, that I think that will push LA supporters to push uh, their fellow Los Angelinos to be better. So is, is, is LA and Dallas really the only place where that specific, I know there's problematic behavior everywhere. Sure. Is that the only place where that specific behavior is really rampant? Well, so, okay, let's, let's, let's be obvious here that like, so the Puto chain is tied to, uh, Latino soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and a, so, it's a Latin word. Latin sure. Word. It's a Spanish word, yeah. yeah. Slang. Well, Spanish slang, right? And so like, I know for sure LA did it. I've heard it plenty of times in Dallas. I don't know about Houston. Um, I've heard it in CenturyLink before, but Houston doesn't have enough people in the seat where you can hear it over the <laughs> yeah. We hear intercom. Crickets. So we hear beer vendors in Houston. Like you see a lot of orange in those seats. I'm just well, saying. when when Chivas was here, it was it was happening. It was yeah. happening at Chivas. Yeah. So and so like like that's everybody has something to work on. Like I I reckon that if I was an MLS fan in the late '60s. Uh, there would have been some shenanigans being yelled by crowds if there were teams in the South. Like we, 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 we have work to do. Yeah. We are, and this is not me in our section. No, in it. So I'm not in the supporters section. I'm just yeah. to the right of the supporters section. I'm to the left of it. And 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 I hear all kinds of nonsense from behind me. Yeah. Like, oh, why are you being such a faggot? Get up. I turn around right. and I say that shit does not belong here. Yeah. Like. I will do that. And by the way, for the record, behind you is an ECS. Behind you is uh-huh. right. So ECS right. actually does a good job of policing their own. ECS yeah, does a great it. job. Like the Brigh- gorillas right in front of me, they will not yeah, stand gor- for that. Shit. The Brigham Young chant went away, right? Like, and so yep. e- ECS has policed 
its own. And uh-huh. uh, Heather, Tom, shouts to y'all. Yep. Uh, LAFC needs to do that same work with yep. their supporters. We would really like to 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 thank you for listening to this show. And if you do listen to this show, it probably means you're active in the places we're active. And so we would like you to do everything you in you can in the places you're active that we are not to help spread this message and to help encourage other people to behave differently. And this doesn't mean turn around and saying this is bullshit, or maybe it does. Finding ways to engage with your community in 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 and and help people just behave better all the time in all spaces is really good. And I think the best indicator, or the best uh, the best way you can do that is to have real conversations with real people about how their behaviors impact people, not in a judgmental way, uh, in a supportive way, especially if they're people that you know and love and care about. Um, they deserve that from you and you deserve better from them. And that's how you should approach that conversation. I have questions up for, if you want them, you have questions up from our listeners. Yeah. All right. Tell me more. So the first one is from Joe Cromwell, Joe Cromwell, Cromie. What's up, Captain Cromie? I like how he answered it himself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) The defense was better. Wasn't it? Uh huh. And then he said, well, I saw Clint Dempsey chip. And I'm like, what minute was that? Oh, 70th. No, it was in the 90s. So, hold on. So, defense was better, yes? Uh huh. Absolutely. absolutely no, no, Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy was a lifesaver. And he, he balled. Yep. And I, I'm going to say again, Steve Zakwani is smarter than me. He, yep. he was right about Ozzy. Like, as much as I'm ready to disinvest from Clint Dempsey, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm here for Ozzy. You know, that's one good thing that Garth Lagerway's good at is motivating Ozzy Alonzo. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I think I had the take a couple times ago, or maybe we were just talking on the channel, about um, how he turned around when he got kind of put up on the on the block, so to speak, to be sold, that he turned around and was like, yeah, you know what, the next time they come for me, I'm going to be ready, and I'm going to be performant, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be you know, league one <laughs> or championship or whatever. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to be an amazing, uh, an amazing defensive midfielder for a uh, second or third tier European team. He's not, or a Mexican Europe. team. He's going to retire a sounder. All right. Ne- I hope so. I hope he retires a sounder. Next question from Ryan Baker. Okay. Uh, but who wins the golden boot for the sounders this year? This year. <sighs> At this rate, and this, I, I feel like this is a this is a projecting forward another like you know thirty matches or so. Whoever Do, our summer man. signing is, <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't Jordy Delam on pace right now? <laughs> oh shit, he's he's tied for second. So who's got most goals right now? Bruin with two. Will Bruin? Uh, I think Will Bruin is definitely a contender. Uh, I. Don't know that he's going to be able to sustain that performance, uh, and he will not continue to get minutes after the summer transfer window closes. Um, so, as far as Golden Boot goes, I'm putting my money on Christian Roldan. You're for nuts for sure. You're, you think so? You're small. Well, whoever takes PKs. <laughs> Have we had a PK this year? No. Um, no, they've they've been VAR'd against us. 
and uh, not called. It, it's 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 really difficult to say. Uh, I think Will Bruin's going to be great. I think Buana's going to pick up a little bit. Um, you don't you don't think so? Well, no, I mean, so, so, you're looking who? at me. I'm like Clint. I'm trying. It's going to be out. Clint because Clint's going to take the PKs and Clint's going to get a Shit. couple of tap ins. That- Svensson will probably get the golden boot. <laughs> so. That was a end of the season question, uh, I think. So like, it's you know, really hard to answer that question right and now. And that's a bad sign, my friends. Yeah. Uh, short term, Shannon Matthews. <laughs> re- related question: Who's going to score? Oh my god! Anybody? Right. Um, so 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 the first question is Golden Boot into the season in the near so term. I think I think Will Bruin will get a couple little garbage goals here and there. Um, he'll get some really good. Uh, uh, he'll get some really good crosses in uh, from New Who, probably five or six more games in as he starts to develop and get a little more precise. I think New Who is going to get one of these screamers that he that he's going after every once in a while. I think everybody's going to get seven Lodero's or eight goals. going to score. That's how the season's going to go. Clint Dempsey will get four on the season. Can I give you a stat that's really Please. in my head right now? Uh, so the most wins on the road last season was seven vancouver right the most wins on the road wins on the road, road wins. for uh any mls team uh-huh huh. lafc has four it's may they got seattle and rsl for sure uh they got the floor you know they huh. got beat in la and so so th- these are the things that i so, so is la going for the cup no, I don't. No, absolutely Are they going not. For the no, shield, but th- what what he's implying, or what I've been inferring to, is you, we have to get off to a better start LAFC than we have. With that many road I've games seen. and points on the road, they've they almost make or break you. They, all they have to do is play 500 soccer the rest of the season, and they're in the playoffs. Yeah, we're we're in the basement. We're not like just below the red line. Like we are in the basement, and like we need to start getting results. And the lights off. And in the corner, there's some strange sounds. And there's been a weird clown running around town. Okay, I'm scared of clowns. And- I'm punching out of this. <laughs> Tim, it's been a pleasure. I'm out. We, yeah, we are like in the basement. Balloons, Georgie? <laughs> Kansas City. Can- okay, Kansas City's in the lead. But like I said, they've played nine games. Everyone else has played seven or six or five. It's just getting wild. I think that's it. Those are all the questions. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Absolutely. Thanks for being listeners. Thanks for being supporters of the show. Uh, We'll try to give you more of this uh, next week. Hopefully we'll have a couple of positive results from S2 and from the Sounders mothership against Columbus, the dying team that's going down to Austin or Houston or whatever the frick. One of those stands. One of those stands. And other than that, uh, we're going to give you more updates on what's going on with uh, L.A. and the Puto chant. And let's go ahead and stop it. With that, thank you for listening. You can catch all of our podcasts on channel253.com. We'll catch you next week. This is the Flounders B-Team podcast. It is the Flounders B-Team podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson. I'm Ron Burgundy. Where can they find you, Ron Burgundy? Outside your bedroom window. All right. Steve Kettleson, Podfish on the Twitter, Tim Hamilton, Muffin Top Model, uh, the illustrious Nate Bowling. Thank you so much for joining us in studio tonight. And with that, we are out of here. You can find me in the vegetable crisper. Sorry, we have five goals for, not four. We have five goals for. So rolled on, Svensson, Bruin, Bruin. Dumb. <laughs> Daddy finger, daddy finger. That's fucking awful. <sighs> so the next, Who? the next lowest total is uh, Salt Lake with nine. Oh my god.
I think everyone's going to have. You know, and and one from Bruin wasn't. I mean, it was just like, oh, no, both of them were guard. Both, well, you know, both you of them were like, if he misses nutmeg. those, yeah, both uh. of those were. If he misses those, then like he doesn't belong on a. On, here's the thing: on a professional soccer team, in any way, we're not shape, creating or form. goals. We're uh, just putting away the trash. We every so we have three games in hand over over Kansas City, mm-hmm. but we're more than nine points back. Yep. <laughs> so like, yep. It's like Tim was saying earlier. Hey, we're thirteen points. We got three games in hand. Okay. Yep. No. All right. Flounders B Team, FloundersBTeam.com, at Flounders B Team on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Look for us on Facebook. Follow us. And most importantly, tell your friends about this show, how much you like it, how much you hate it. Don't care if it's awful. Just go ahead and tell them about our show so we can get listens. If you listen to this show on a particular platform such as iTunes or Stitcher avail yourself of the review functionality for that podcast and tell them what you think we love reviews we want to read your five star iTunes review on the show next time so get in there Sounders Jesus we love you Channel 253. Benny Failhaber is a salty bitch. And you got one more for me. Sounders FC. Nope. Bargain Soccer. Yeah, there's that. And then there's also... um, If he had an ice cream, it would be extra salty. Well, there's that. And then there's also... Every miss begins with... K...